0: Two questions. Steve Smiley asked, "What is the best Cavs team that you've ever played on? Were you confident you could beat the Bulls in the '91-'92 uh, Eastern Conference Finals?" And then, if Brad Doherty had not developed back problems and Harper had not have been traded, this is Carl Hughes' question. you think he could have made a better run at the Bulls? I think I heard some of your answers. I think I I, I know the answer to that.
1: Yeah, I, I totally do. I think uh, you know hindsight's always twenty-twenty, but you know. Uh, you know, even the year Michael beat us, we were, we we were, you know, good enough to win it. And so we had some unfortunate injuries at the time and, you know, we were good enough and, you know, to the question, yeah, we went into the Eastern conference finals, you know, legitimately thinking we had a chance to win. And, and, and so, you know, every time we stepped, I think anybody that watched, and I think that's what endeared us to the Cavs fans so much. They really remember those series and how close they were and how, You know, what hard-fought battles that they were. You know, I don't think we get a lot of respect nationally for what we were able to accomplish. But I think any of the teams that played against the Cavs back then, and particularly in the Eastern Conference, didn't, didn't look forward to having to play against us because they knew how
0: good we were. All right, let's move on to our loaded questions section, Mark. You ready? All right. You lose for a couple of these? All right. Mark. This is from George Mohan and Corey Marshall. Who's the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James?
1: Yeah, you, you hear that question a lot. And, you know, my only experience, I actually played against one of them uh, in his prime. Uh, I've gotten to obviously watch LeBron, you know, play and what he's been accomplished. I think it's hard. Um, I think they're both both terrific. And I think they probably got people on both both sides of the coin, you know, in this argument. I I think it's really hard. I don't think they're the same kind of players, so to me it's 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 hard to compare. I think if you say okay, you got to pick one guy that's going to get you a basket. That's going to win you a game. I think you said Michael Jordan. You know, I think if you say who's the greatest all-around basketball player that's ever played, you might pick LeBron James. You know, so I think it's 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 not really Apples versus Apples, in my opinion. They're they're not really the same kind of player, but they both obviously impact impacted the game at the highest
0: level. Is it unfair, Mark, to do this devoid of thinking of different eras? I mean, some throw Kobe into that conversation in the more modern era, yet those who are debating between Kobe, Michael and LeBron seem to forget about Bill Russell, seem to forget about well, Chamberlain. I mean, is, isn't it? Is it fair to say who's the goat, who's the greatest, without considering what era in which they played? Yeah, I mean, in my
1: own opinion, I think it's always kind of a silly, silly argument. Anyway, it's it's really hard to compare. I mean, if you want to get down to statistical things only, I mean, Bill Russell has the most rings, <laughs> you know. And if it's about winning championships, then then he's got to be in the conversation. I mean, obviously the game's developed and changed. I mean, but in my opinion, I, I, and I really believe this, I, I think the great players, I think the guys that were, you know, the top of their game in any era could play in any other era. I just, I think you learn to adapt. I think if you're that good and that talented,
0: then you're going to be able to play in any era. Oscar Robertson, of course, Kareem also uh, been in that conversation. All right, you ready for loaded question number two? This one comes from Melissa Zundell. Mark, do you ever see yourself as a Cavs head coach in the future? <laughs> well,
1: I think uh, I think obviously my relationship with the Cavs and my love for the Cavaliers that would be like some kind of dream dream job kind of thing. But you know, obviously the Cavs are situated with a with a pretty good coach right now, Jamie Bickerstaff, and he's doing a great job and and they were actually, you know, starting to see some improvement before all this shutdown happened, and and I think they're doing a great job. But uh, you know, I do love to teach the game. Uh, you know, right now, honestly, I I would see my fit to be more of an assistant coach at at, at this moment in time. I, I love to get out on the court. I love to teach the game. I've had the opportunity over these last eight nine years to work with several teams as an assistant, and I've gotten to help. Work with guys like Kimba Walker in and, 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 uh, Charlotte and, and Jeff Teague when I was in Atlanta, and Mike Conley and Kyle Lowry with Memphis, and you know even last year with Jamal Murray. So that's what I really love to do is to help in, teach, encourage, use my experiences uh, to help teach the
0: game that I love to the next generation. And you've done so quite well, not only at the pro level, but also at the collegiate level as well david wilson asked this love your work mark one of my fond memories was watching you game when you played some really great basketball and sang the national anthem that blew me away are you still singing
1: uh not singing much anymore uh <laughs> as i used to i did I, I did enjoy singing i grew up with my family singing in church and and actually when i when i was in cleveland playing i sang with some guys at our church that i went to there and uh, they let me sing the national anthem once so uh but they only let me do it once. I wonder why.
0: <laughs> oh. uh, Joyce Barrett asked this, how did you learn to split the double team? Uh, and I'll add to that, what went into the, the pick and roll that you and Brad Dorn? I mean, that, that was such a thing of beauty that we saw over and over and something that we see so much in today's game. Obviously, the pick and roll is so huge in what so many teams do. What made you guys so special at that, Mark?
1: I think it was just that uh,
0: chemistry that Brad and I had. Uh, because the funny thing
1: is, is I never ran a pick and roll in my life until I got to the NBA. We never used it in college when I played at Georgia Tech. And and uh, so it was just kind of a natural fit for me, the way I was able to shoot the ball off the dribble, you know. And my ability to stretch the defense has really kind of opened things up. I think people talk about, you know, Stockton and Malone and their pick and roll uh, but theirs was usually from the free throw line down. Uh, Brad and I really extended that and put a lot more pressure on on teams defensively because we were setting those screens out by the top by the uh, three point line. And so if they went underneath, I was able to shoot the three. If they double team me, I was able to kick it to Brad. The split of of, of it kind of happened, you know, by accident. I remember I remember it clearly. Um, we were playing the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. And back then, a lot of times you played back-to-back nights against the same team. And so we had played Philadelphia at home, and I'd had my rookie high. I think I had like 29, 30 points. I was just coming off pick and rolls, and they were going under, and I was just nailing threes. And so we go back to Philly the next night, and when I get put in the game, I was coming off the bench my my rookie year. And, I mean, the first time I came off, man, they jumped me like, you know, it was just like they were not going to let me shoot that ball – in the three-point line and so about the second or third time i came off it just kind of i opened up like the red sea the guard was late the big jumped and there was this hole that kind of opened up and so i just instinctively kind of just threw the ball through there took a couple of quick steps got it shot a shot and it went in and the funny thing was is am running down the court you know philadelphia had the great mo cheeks you know playing me great defender and he said, man, that was a sweet move. <laughs> and so I was like, well, if Mo Cheeks thinks it's a sweet move. I need to start working on that. And so I just kind of kept developing it, and, and obviously it turned into uh, to quite, a, quite a bit with my arsenal with that.
0: And another one of those great point guards that you played against, great teams that you played yeah. against. Andrew Tony, of course, in that backcourt. To what extent, Mark, it's, I love hearing you talk about some of those younger seasons for you. To what extent did it make it more special that you were in there with all those guys you mentioned in your draft class and you were just kids relatively speaking at that time in the NBA as you developed those relationships and that chemistry to make you eventually what you were uh, you know in terms of Cavs history.
1: Well you know we like we said we kind of got thrown to the wolves so to speak. Uh, we had five rookies that uh, first year and you know we all played significant minutes uh, and to the You know, Lenny's credit to allow us to develop. And yet we were still able in the tough league that it was, we were able to win 31 games, you know, that rookie year, which, you know, now, I mean, we thought that was terrible. And now you see see teams that are winning 15, 20 or whatever. And you're like, you know, uh, we thought 31 wins was terrible at the time. But uh, then the very next year, we were able to move it up to like 40, 42 and get in the playoffs and and just kind of, you know, kept building it from there. But uh, I, I feel so blessed and fortunate to play in the area that I did because as I came in, I mean, guys that were going out were guys like Dr. J and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and and I'm like, I'm out on the court with these guys, you know. And I, you have to, you know, pinch yourself, you know. I'm like, you know, five five eleven guy from Enid, Oklahoma, and I'm out here playing with with the best, and and so it was it was an unbelievable experience and. And we grew so much that first year and getting those opportunities and, you know, getting our heads beat in a few times during that season. And, and, but it made
0: us hungry to keep getting better and grow as a team. Mark, you mentioned Lenny, and, and it, boy, was it nice to see him this season too, be able to come back to Roger Mortgage Fieldhouse and see you guys and to see all of you interact. What made him special? Mark, I mean, what made him such an essential part of what you did and, and what do you most finally remember about the way he led you guys through those seasons? Well, I think uh, particularly
1: for a really, really young team, I think Lenny was so – he was just so calm, you know, all the time. Uh, he didn't get too upset. You know, he never kind of got on you in front of everybody. If you had something he wanted to tell you, he'd always pull you to the side – uh, but, you know, you win a game, lose a game. It was like, okay, we're moving on to the next one. We, we learn what we need to learn from that. But I think just his presence and his calm approach to to really calm us down as young players and allowed us to learn and, and to grow. And and for me, it was great because he played my position. He was a Hall of Fame player and coach. And And so just little nuances of the game that I learned from him because, you know, A lot of people didn't realize I was, even though I was small, a smaller point guard, I was more of a scorer in college, even though I played the point guard position. And so there weren't a lot of those kind of guys in the NBA at that time. Like I said, the mold was more like Mo Cheeks kind of defend, run the team, maybe hit an open shot. If you got it. I mean, I, I like to shoot the ball, you know, and it was like, you know, uh, I think maybe a lot of people might have been scared of that at, at that time. But, you know, Lenny really saw that as an advantage for me. and You know, I remember him saying one time, well, I can help teach Mark some of the other parts of the game. Uh, I, I can't teach him how to shoot like that, <laughs> you know, and so he's already got that part of the game. And so, you know, he took my strengths and he added to those and, and,
0: and worked, worked me into to what he wanted to do, and it was a great fit before we let you go, I first want to thank you for your generous time. I mean, this is great. I said at the beginning, this, this goes such a long way for us to be able to connect with our Cavalier community and, you know, try to, again, work our way through this pandemic. So uh, thanks again so much for your time and answering all these questions. Last question is this. You still remain beloved in this area. So does you. Uh, there's one last message you had for uh, your fans. Here in Northeast Ohio and really uh, around the country, around the world, uh, what would that be during these unprecedented times?
1: Well, I think, uh, like you said, they are unprecedented times. We're facing something as a nation, you know, uh, that we've never faced faced before. Uh, you know, to all kind of be told to stay in our homes for a certain period of time. We're, we're not built for that. We're not used to that. I know people are itching to get out. Uh, I would just encourage everybody to, as we start to, go back to, to work, to go back to the normal things of life, continue to be careful, continue to be, you know, care about others as well as yourself as we go through this process uh, to make sure that we're, we're all healthy and working together to try to get past this and get back to what we all love to do. So. Um, I love uh, the city of Cleveland and, and the people of Cleveland. I wish everybody the best there. I always love it when I can come back. I, hopefully this thing opens up and so I can come back up and watch another Cavs game along with everybody else. So appreciate you having me on and uh, look forward to doing it again sometime.
0: Mark, it's been fantastic. Thanks so much. Always great catching up. Always great to see you doing well. But to everybody else, we're going to stay so long. Stay healthy, stay safe, as Mark said, and hopefully we'll connect together.